back to Weekend at Berkman's. Show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddocks. Hello, folks. Well, this is a uh, momentous occasion uh, for Weekend at Berkman's. Um, in case you haven't been keeping up, this happens to be our hallmark 20th episode um, against all odds. And uh, yeah, congratulations, fellas. Great work. Um, We've reached the top. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Relative to probably where we thought we'd be. But um, yeah, Stephen Stephen was actually, I think, doing a little bit of research just to, um, you know, just for the occasion and uh, found out uh, some statistics that uh, are of interest to the listeners and to the the podcasters here. So what was that that you found out about uh, getting to 20 episodes, Stephen? Well, let me just preface this by saying if this is wrong, um, this is the Department of Corrections on somebody else next episode. So please direct it towards that person. Um, But from what I've heard through through some third parties is that uh, through Buddy in Austin, who's uh, neighbor does podcast marketing is that only one percent of podcasts make it past 20 episodes 220 and then past 20 so guys needless to say we're one percenters man we you oh, know man. let me put this in work terms wow we're outstanding with distinction we're at the tippity top <laughs> all oh, the way up my. So, um, needless to say, now smooth sailing. We're just going to get offers for all, all sorts of sponsorships. They're going to be rolling in now that we, mm-hmm, they know that mm-hmm, we're one percenters mm-hmm. and serious. So, uh, guys, kudos to us and kudos to our listeners for keeping yeah. us motivated Man. and just more and more each episode. Congratulations, guys! Yeah. So, just all sorts of stuff is going to unlock and. Oh, it's like the super codes in Zelda, thing. you know. It's like Zelda Gold Edition. Now it's all gonna unlock. We, yeah, we're kind of like that. Mark and United, to where like he's oh, yeah. got the magpliers <laughs> and the multipliers, <laughs> and we're just gonna start getting free shit and coins. So <laughs> we've reached the megaplier, guys. <laughs> oh, well, I tell man. you what, I uh, it's been, you know, this was the. 2022 is kind of the year of trying some new things, um, you know, getting creative, getting back to my roots and, um, Hmm. you know, been going on this, this journey to try to figure out how to get into the, you know, the Apple store podcast store and, uh, how to, you know, do the, the RSS stuff and some of the other stuff that comes along with, with doing the podcast, I tell you every now and again, you get an email that looks pretty legit that says, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. we, we want weekend at Berkman's to be part of this platform or, you know, come, come over to our side and whatever else. So yeah, maybe with the, uh, the 20th, Steven, um, some nice things will come our way, but, uh, but we'll see. We've, we've made it. We'll savor, um, this particular pod. And then maybe, um, you know, we'll have a, a bit of a staff meeting, mm-hmm. <clears throat> can do some uh, performance assessment and, uh, mm. you know, P&B mm-hmm. for, the, for the next year, mm. figure out <laughs> what, what direction we want to take. Budget cuts or maybe budget no! uh, allocations. Okay. <laughs> Flat it down. 
Yeah. yeah. We're going to triple our budget, even though our budget was zero. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to cut Steven's salary, too. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Aaron will ruin some of those expenses. We'll see. <laughs> no more lap dances for the big guy. <laughs> no, hey, I just I need the money for the for the bourbon budget, not any not any sort of uh fun stuff at the clubs. I mean, not heck, even I'm, not, I'm not even awake. I'm not even awake late enough to go to those type of places. Yeah. I just need it for the bourbon. Me too. All you need is an inkjet and you you know you print a label and you put, you know, put a little CC or uh, oh, okay. Well, if you're putting it in a glass, then we don't really know what it is. But no, I always, I always bring the bottle and show it. I'm not going to show this one yet, but I always Whoa. bring the bottle and show it. So all it's joking. Legit. Yeah, I know. All joking aside, though, I feel like, um, I feel like we've got a nice, nice chemistry here, and uh, you know, we we do this on top of our <clears throat> day jobs and chores and everything else and it's uh it's I, I still find it quite enjoyable even though we're 20 episodes in so um you know j- appreciate uh just appreciate all the listeners steven mentioned but uh, also mm-hmm. appreciate the both of you uh for for making this something that's fun and a uh, nice way to to be creative and um you know kind of push our continue to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone mm-hmm Onward and upward to 10 to the 10th, according to Mike. <laughs> 10 to the 10th. We only have 1.9999 billion to go. It's going to be great. Yep. We'll yep. get there before long. More bi- <laughs> Let's hit a few more big ones before it's all said and done. A few large. A um, few large. So uh, I um, I wanted to ask Mark. Um, yeah. I know you got a chance to play in a, uh, I think a member guest, and mm-hmm. I think that started pretty early in the week, so it was maybe a bit of a <laughs> extended member guest. But um, you know, I haven't I haven't played in a lot of uh, so so for those of you who aren't um, fam- you know familiar with the parlance, um, member guest refers to where you've got a member of a golf course, um, usually a private golf course. And, um, you know, once a year they invite a, a guest who's not a member of that uh, country club or golf course um, to come. And then there's uh, various things that go along with that, including playing golf, um, drinking, um, betting, uh, meals, all those sorts of things. So uh, I've had a chance to do one or two, usually pretty good fun, uh, especially this time of year in Texas, mm. hopefully mm-hmm. nice weather. But uh Mark, maybe uh, give us what was your your highlight and uh, low light of, of your member guest. Oh goodness, uh, highlight! Uh, you know, I I, I I do enjoy golf, um, and it was a, a very nice venue. And shout out to my partner. We'll just call him DH. Uh, I appreciate the invite. Uh, we made it work this year um, down at the. the country club kind of south of here called bay oaks it was fantastic they call it the tradition highlight was you know getting to play golf um getting to meet new folks um and just uh, i mean again i i enjoy my job but getting away was was nice uh missed the family of course but it was um you know four days of golfing it started on wednesday with the practice round uh and that was that was a lot of fun highlight is like you know getting to meet some new folks playing golf i i, I played pretty well uh, we were, there was 12 flights. We were kind of smack dab in the middle. I think there was 
a lot of really good golfers. And so my eight handicap and his eight handicap put us in like flight six, which just tells you that there was a lot of single digits above us. Um, that was, that was the highlight. I mean, everything, food to the stuff they provided to the freebies, you know, with registering, got a really nice belt and some clothes and golf balls and all that kind of stuff. So they, they you know, most member guests, I'm sure do a really good job with that. Um, the low light for me, uh, you know, and I might have texted my, my fellow podcast members here is that uh, pretty much every day, uh, you know, fellow 9, 10, 11 handicappers, give or take, had the round of or the nine holes of their life because they're all nine hole <laughs> matches. Ah, I just can't believe I birdied five holes in a row. It's the round of my life. I'm like, you're a 12 handicap, huh? Uh, you know, and again, a 12, 12 handicap. Again, if anybody doesn't understand it, it doesn't mean that you're like, if par 72, you're shooting an 84, 12 handicap means you're shooting upper 80s, lower 90s. It's it's a it's an adjusted thing based on the strokes you're going over. Punchline is you're generally not having five to six birdies around, much less 18 holes, much less five to six birdies in nine holes, right? It's like five to six birdies in a season for some of these folks. Uh, you know, and, and I, I played a few holes where I, you know, I had a, they call it getting a pop or getting a stroke and, you know, I birdie a par five. Well, this guy's chipping in from, you know, 80 yards under the wherever, (laughs) and he birdies it for a net Eagle, or some of these guys are driving at 300 yards, you know, and knocking it to two feet and birdie. And I'm like, you're, you're a 13 handicap, huh? You know, smoking it down the middle every time. Uh, so some of that is just. And I don't know how you get rid of that, to be honest. I mean, I think it's one of these you got you just accept that some of that stuff happens. Um, that's a new I, qualifier. I yeah, see, t- some of that stuff I just I don't know how you get rid of it. Um, that was a bit of the low light. That said, you know, hey, you made the shot. I, I, I'm not going to complain. You made your shot. I didn't make mine, and that's the way it goes. It's just some of that stuff gets a little, little off putting. I won't lie. Um, yeah, but it, great time. I have zero complaints. Fun time. Enjoyed it. Won a few prizes here and there. Um, got to play some golf. So it was fun. Had a blast. Well, I'm uh, yeah, I'm a little disappointed you didn't come uh, come away with the win. It's not like you'd usually play in a in a tournament and not <clears throat> come away with the win. But it sounds like you sounds like your member guests are go a lot like your your fantasy where you're uh, coming up against a career. A career Pretty much. Week, uh, each Every week. Every week. But yeah, that's yeah. the way the cookie crumbles. Well, that's that's no fun, though. They need to, no. to do a better job of, of creating yeah. some parity there. Um, you know, for me, though, I... Uh, mm. Sorry about that. But no, um, for okay. me, I, I had a... You know, I had a Chamber of Commerce weekend. Mm. I had a chance to... Head back to the Hoosier State again. That's that's uh, like three or so times for me this year. Um, head back to the Hoosier State. They got a, a handful of uh, birthdays in the family mm. for folks that uh, in October for folks mm. that that live in Indiana. So uh, had a chance to fly in. That one of these trips that I used to do when I was younger. I don't know if you're like me, but after college was over and all the you know sort of the friends dispersed across the country used to do the you know, the fly out Friday after work and the fly back Sunday evening and just, you know, run real ragged on both mm-hmm. sides. But uh, Monday and Tuesday a were a little to, tough. Yeah. yeah, to to go back to that. But it was it was absolutely incredible. <clears throat> just uh I 
you know, as, especially as I get older, like uh, Mark and I are, I uh, appreciate the chance to continue to memories. And these were some some really good memories. Had a chance to go down to a, a state park called uh, Brown County down there south of Indianapolis. And in you'd not believe the leaves, all colors of leaves. Absolutely incredible. Um, then had a chance to uh, to head out to a, a nice uh, Italian dinner, a place called Mama Corollas. Um mm. It's uh, not not the Toyota, but um, or Bella, that was Bella that Corolla. was yeah, <laughs> um, uh, absolutely incredible. And then Connor Prairie, I was talking about for weeks on end, so that was that was good. There were some folks that were good that were scared of the the hayride, even though it's geared toward kids. But uh, mm-hmm. some older gentlemen sat down in, in the um, and they they put a bunch of hay in like a, a wagon and they and they trailer it and. Um, older gentleman sat down and, and the first time some ghoul ran by, uh, he jumped about five feet in the air and crapped himself. So that kind of, I think oh, that, no. that changes <laughs> settled everything. Yeah. That kind of settled everyone else. So then mm-hmm. we don't think we were as nervous after that. Um, <laughs> but, the uh, and then chance to, after that to go back to a, a corner, a little corner bar there and have some drinks, got to watch the boilers, uh, win, got to watch a couple of baseball games. The Strohs were in, I think the 18th inning. Um, so got to see them win. Yeah, got to see, uh, got to see, uh, Cleveland win their game. Um, and then on Sunday, it just kept rolling. Like we ended up finding ourselves downtown just before the Colts game. It was it mm. was absolutely electric. Uh, had a chance to go to Kilroy's to get um, not only their signature pepperoni cheese breadsticks, oh. but also the breadstick of the month, which was Strombol. And so oh, those couple, yeah, maybe. coupled with the marinara and the liquid cheese, unbelievable. Mm. Went down to the folks, watched the Colts game, watched then win, rounded it all out with heading back. So um, I know it sounds like a whirlwind, but that was uh, absolutely unbelievable um, weekend for hmm. me. So um, welcome Hoosier back. State just, yeah, no, Hoosier State just never, never disappoints, mm-hmm. um, especially in the fall. Uh, I, I did want to update the listeners on Mark's. Bournemouth kit. So you, you, if you happen to be on our live feed, um, the way he's been sitting for most of the pod, it looks like he's wearing like a sailor's hat and then a red shirt with black <laughs> suspenders. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know, like he's Popeye or, or something to that effect. But uh, yeah, don't adjust your uh, your mm-hmm. TV sets. That is the way that the, the jersey looks. It's quite dynamic. Uh, it's got the uh, the Bournemouth uh, patch on the left breast, and then it has a um um bro um bro um bro um bro logo on the, on the other breast. So, and then what was that main sponsor there? Is that Alphabet? No, yeah, <laughs> not to be confused with Alphabet. It's Daffabet. The uh, what is it? The Asian. Online Filipino gambling, Filipino online gambling, online gambling, gambling uh, outfit uh, is the main sponsor. Main sponsor, yeah. apparently, of Bournemouth. It was, it was, you know, take what you get, kind of thing. Well, yeah. whatever that jersey is, I think we can all agree it is a conversation starter. So, Absolutely. 
if you don't have a Halloween costume yet, you can go as a uh, a Bournemouth player there. Oh yeah, I just sworn. you know I'm I'm proud to be a Bournemouth supporter. Um, I have been for a long, long time. Uh, these guys are playing great this year. <laughs> I mean, I bet it's I bet it's because of my support. Um, I just you know hopefully you guys can figure it out you know and maybe start to support your teams one day. Well, well, if uh, yeah, I mean, if Stephen wants to um, go to Halloween as a Nottingham uh, player, he can just go as a out of work Premier League um, oh, person. The table, <laughs> the tables burn. don't look so good for Nottingham Forest right now. Not so good. Yeah, we just haven't hit our stride yet. You know. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Got it. I think it's coming. I think that they're they're better, and the... we're we're coming into our season. We're figuring mm-hmm. out our cleats in the field and mm. it's just mm-hmm. you know they're not used to playing in front of so many fans okay we're, we're figuring it out got it okay yeah okay. spending time figuring out the circle nachos um yeah but uh <laughs> i tell you mark this feels like it's turning into a classic f1 season arsenal's uh, out in front of the tables and uh yeah i think we're just a few you know wins or losses for other teams away from this thing pretty much being over and, yeah, uh, it's crazy. That segment. I'm just happy that Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth, uh, probably. I mean, unless they just have an epic failure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and then everybody else wins every game. You're going to be seeing me seeing me sporting this jersey next year, next season. So now here's a question for your average soccer fan, which Steven's totally not an average soccer fan. So looking oh. for an answer here. Above um, average. So we're we're ten. We're somewhere between nine to eleven games into the season. Looking at the table, how many total games is a season? So how many more games does my mm. tricky trees have to make an epic comeback, Mike? That's probably to you because I have. <laughs> again, I'm not your average guy, but we're you know we're looking to help educate the uh, the listeners. Definitely not me. If I had to guess, and this is without googling, I would have said. Um, somewhere around 40, 40 matches, and that, and they of course don't have a, um, they don't have a season, if you will, they have other cups and other engagements. But I would, I would have said somewhere around 40. Got it. Okay. <coughs> hmm. Interesting. So if they, so how many matches have, have they played? Somewhere Ten-ish? around. Yeah. Well, most have played somewhere between nine and eleven. Yeah, so, I mean, queen. guys, if it's a, if it's 40, I mean, you know, the season's young, very yeah. young. Just but I think we we'll need to get a final answer on uh, number of no, games played. We'll come back on that. I looked at last year's, and it was 38 games played. I have no clue if no, that was okay. shortened, lengthened, or whatever, but 38 games played. So, uh, only, you know, the with the year trees, before. There's only yeah. three – Three points out of seventeenth. Uh, so I mean, guys, I mean, one win here and a loss there. We're 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 good. So guys, mm-hmm. check back with me when we're like two thirds away through the season. Then we'll be. Then we can sweat a little bit. Okay. 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 Maybe fair, but there's a bit of gravitational pull in effect here, and mm. there's something about these sports f1 mm-hmm. premier league where i liken it to a assessment process where you are anchored potentially on your previous assessment and can only 
move a little here and there. And um, this feels the same where it's like Arsenal's just going to keep winning. Red Bull's just going to keep winning. Uh, uh, Teams that aren't winning teams that are, you know, these, all these teams are a quarter of a way through the season and where they are at now is a leading indicator of likely where they're, how they're going to continue to perform and and where they're going to end up. So Mm. I appreciate your hope, but I, I just feel like, especially in F1 and premier league, um, that, that performance that you see early on is what you're going to continue to get. But I hope I'm wrong, and I, I'd love to see Nottingham pull it out again. But if not, Stephen, you can have your choice of three new teams <clears throat> coming up Here, from the bottom. And here's my thing. And Okay, no, I think that's that's very, very fair. What I'll do as homework is I'll find a couple examples in each sport of teams down and out a quarter of the mm. way through the season that, like, make playoffs and make like, a, make, like, a run just so we can have, like, a conversation piece next time. But – you're very right, Mike. I mean, they, they could be uh, – this could be what it's going to look like for the next 30-something games or the high mm. 20 games mm-hmm. everybody's left or never know. Maybe we're just hitting the groove. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like you get a birdie and you never know. You're probably not going to go quadruple to the next, but sometimes you do. Sometimes yeah, straight into the tree, straight, mm-hmm. into the, straight into the drink, a couple mm. of flies in the eye, and boom, quad. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like the Boilers, right? The Boilers were kind of down and out at the beginning of the season and uh, totally redeemed and now almost at the top of the division. So, yeah, there's a oh, there's man, one that for is you really even, weak division. You know what I'm saying? Without anyways, even having to we'll do research. Yeah. They got almost as many teams in the, in the uh, half of the Big Ten as they do in the Big 12, I think. No, mm-hmm. I know that. Right. that. That side is Chuck E. Cheese over there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call the leaders that, or what are they, the leaders in the laggards? Or the laggards. It used to be. Now laggards. it's uh, – didn't they change it? Yeah, now it's like – I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just east and west East now, and west, something like that. Yes, that's right. Okay. That's better. All right. On to this week in golf. So <laughs> – if you haven't looked at uh, golf on ESPN lately, it seems that they've went ahead and stole our tagline. Um, mm-hmm. That's at least two, two times in a row that I count uh, this week in golf that they've used that as well. We, of course, had it first. Um, so somebody on uh, ESPN, uh, you know who you are, listening to uh, Weekend at Berkman's, now enjoying our 20th episode. Uh, you're welcome. Um, we are available for hire if uh, if you so choose. Um, so uh, getting pretty light. Uh, may, yeah, maybe this is actually a little bit of a benefit of live uh, keeping things interesting later into the season. But uh, on the PGA side, um, we're past the majors, past the uh, president slash Writers Cup. So into the uh, the off season, if you will, getting a little bit light. Um, so, uh, first of all, Keegan wins, um, this, what is it? The Zozo? Is that Zozo. The, mm, yeah. Zozo. And Steven, you must be shaking your head because he, he beat, uh, Oklahoma state favorite Ricky mm, Fowler. He did. Ricky Flower. Um, no, I'm actually <laughs> shaking my head because did y'all see the video of Keegan putting? 
Oh, man. Oh, my God. You know, here's my thing. Like, if it happened once in a blue moon, right? But this is just... – it seems like every time he gets on the green, he he stepped over the ball, one step towards the hole, another one to feel out, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know doing the feet thing to say which way is the slope going, mm-hmm. and he does it going back to the ball. Then he lines up, does a line, like does the pendulum to line it up, gets behind the ball, backs mm-hmm. off pendulum again. I mean, how does that guy not get have a uh, official on him giving him strokes every hole for that? Because there is a timer that says once you address your ball. So when he puts down his ball behind or excuse me, in front of his coin, mm-hmm. whatever he uses, that timer starts. Right now, I want to say it's like what forty-five seconds, fifty yeah, seconds, not, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, don't don't quote me. Uh, I think it's somewhere in that you. range, but but uh, yeah, I figure. But but it starts, and they got to start enforcing it because that is ass nine. He was doing that over four foot putts. Mm-hmm. Great, and he missed it. The best part was in this video, he misses it. Yeah, yeah, that was but something else. But do you have, I mean, any sympathy, Stephen, for the fact that with the the 2016 anchor putting ban that he basically had to change, you know, his entire game? Zero. No, I don't. Like, <laughs> here's my thing. Like, you know, it, this has been standard. Like, golfers throughout the years have had to adjust new clubs. They've gone from persimmons to the first version of irons, uh, you know, metal woods, and then change. Like, so – Things change. You might have had the best guy who hit the persimmon straight on the screw when he went to Metal Woods. He might not have hit it as well, right? So, and when they maybe they hit the balladas really well, and then the first version of the next ball, maybe that ball didn't fit with that guy. So, I would say every generation of golfer has had to deal with changes, whether that be rule changes, um, club changes, ball changes, whatever, and they've had to get used to it, adjust, and then start winning again. And I, so this is just part of the game. Like stuff changes. Like, do I necessarily agree with the anchoring? Like, did it make that big of a difference? Like, did, did I ever feel like, man, every tournament winner's anchoring? Holy crap! Like, this is unfair advantage. Never felt that way, right? I would say if 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 eight out of ten winners were anchoring, man, that's a problem. But it felt like two out of every ten were anchoring, and at that point, it's like, great, maybe there's something to it. Um, I, so I feel like it was ridiculous, but regardless, he's had six years or whatever it is to figure out how to putt and feel out greens, but not make golf rounds five plus hours on the professional tour. I mean, that's insane. Other yeah. than that, how did you yeah. feel about it? Jeez. Well, it is, it is Off hard the to argue. Box, that is bad. <laughs> yeah, that, fe- that feels a little, feels a little, um, you know subjective like one of those subjective things in sports um like the you know like the strike zone or, balls pass strikes, interference or something that, yeah it ought to be more more cut and dried i would think than that but um yeah he's uh he's definitely a bit of a polarizing um player uh you know one of those guys from from boston um he's uh he's 36 now so he's been around a little while i um my memory of him really, you know, he came onto the scene. He won in uh, the PGA in 2011. He had, remember he had sort of that weird stance. I feel like it's almost mm-hmm. like his clubs are too short for him. 
um, the way that he the way that he bends when he um, <laughs> when he takes his swing, and then of course he he's kind of got the little fidgety, um, very like fidgety, said, a bit much too caffeine, too much caffeine. But um, and then you know one of the the personal connections that I have. Uh, that I that I mentioned before was Medina. So mm-hmm. I had uh, I in 2012 I had a chance to go to Medina for the uh, Ryder Cup, and I I think I was I was ahead of my time there because I had a chance to go before it got you know so popular. It's mm-hmm. like I, I you know I I talk about nostalgia and mystique on on the pod, and we're to the point now where everybody knows about everything and everybody mm-hmm. wants to get to everything, whether that's the Ryder Cup or Augusta or whatever it may be. So. Um, that was pretty magical. Um, it was fun being being up in Chicago, and the, if you recall, Keegan and Phil paired up, and oh, yeah. uh, it was absolutely electric. Uh, of course, DL three let him down in the singles to mm. lose that, but uh, up until that point, um, Keegan was was electric. So, um, yeah, he, that's an interesting one. Uh, we we could probably do some analysis or somebody who's good at math could do some analysis to look at like uh was adam scott webb keegan like kind of looking at before and after 2016 just to see if there's any validity there but i i liked your i i take your point Stephen, about you know before the anchoring ban it wasn't like every you know the majority mm-hmm. of tournaments were being won by people who anchored but uh certainly probably changed the trajectory um yeah for some of those folks i just uh, you know i I'm big on like, I get it. These guys are playing for big money and they're professionals and what have you, but sitting there and watch, having to watch that every single shoot, not just every putt, but every shot too, and the twirling of the club and that, that, that. I mean, I stayed up and watched some of this stuff. It's just, it's, it's a lot. And I don't know. I like, I played in this member guest thing. And again, now that we were playing for a lot of money, I mean, a few hundred bucks, but it's like a couple of the guys that I was playing with, was like, man, you, you don't, you don't mess around. You get up there and hit the ball. And I shot 78, 79, 82 in my rounds, right? So, I mean, it was like – I think it's like – and I get it. I got a day job. I make money other directions, other ways. But it's like it's 150. Here's my club. I'm getting up there. I'm going to aim the best I can and swing the club. I, I respect the fact that these guys, this is their profession. They got to make money. I, I have no problem with that. I really like Keegan, period, period, period. But I just like something's got to be done. They're competing now with live golf and other things. It's like they've got to work on some of the product and that's got to be worked on. Maybe it's a psychological. I I don't know. And again, I, I like Keegan. I want to be very clear here. I think he's a good dude. I really like his approach and fieriness and him and Miguel and hell him and that will always be burned in my memory of just great stuff on a golf course. (laughs) But it's like, that's got to that's got some something has to be fixed there and i i'm with steven like i just man that's tough to watch it's it is tough i remember when sergio was going through the yip thing or the regrip and regrip and regrip and i'm just like somebody cut away Mm -hmm. cbs cut away you know and it was the same way here and i just i'm like goodness like this has got to stop anyway i and I feel for the dude. If it's something he's got going on, whatever. But clearly, great golfer. He wins, and he's he won. I, but man, that was tough. That part was tough to watch. Well, and I, I think it's you know for them again. I know it's big money and absolutely. And whatever, I got it. Mm. But uh, you know, my thing is like 
you know, it's still slow for them, which kind of impacts yeah, the product I, right. for the viewers. I wonder how much of this turned Ricky off. Like, did how much of it impacted Ricky? Like, the dude wants Correct. to play. Correct, it slows him down, right? Like, yeah. think about Brooks Koepka. He's very vocal that he likes Man. to play fast, and when he yeah. plays slow, he plays worse. But also, I think this impacts, you know, the, the golfers of today and tomorrow because a lot of golfers, mm. like, again, me growing up, and my favorites, and I try to emulate them, well, if some guy, some crazy out there's favorite golfer is Keegan and sees him doing all this crazy putting crap, yes. then they're going to do that. And it, I think we already know, like, playing weekend golf now is pretty terrible because it takes so long. Mm -hmm. And that I, it's not fun, especially when you're in a hot Texas. I mean, you play during the summer, you're already sweating your butt off, let alone you don't want to be out there more than four hours, mm -hmm. more than five or six, right? But that's why, like, my favorite quote is, play good golf fast. Bad golf, bad golf, faster, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to get any better by reading that mm -hmm. putt for an extra 20 seconds. You're not going to get any better by lining up that ball a little bit more. You're still going to chili dip it. You're still going <laughs> to hit it short. You're still going to duff it, hit that treat. Like just play golf, play bad golf fast, especially when you got mm -hmm. like six to 10 bud lights in you. Like, holy crap. Like keep playing fast. Keep it moving. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, well, um, unfortunately for for y'all, he uh, Keegan ended up beating Ricky Flower. Uh, maybe a little pre Marnak here. Um, will Ricky end up winning a major before it's all said and done? Major man, you had me at win, and then when you added a major. <laughs> Not hey, and I, I'll store. be the first to admit that the Marnacks had a bad run here the last two weeks, but uh, <laughs> and I love Ricky Fowler. Period. Not feeling it right now as winning a major. Not not there. You said win a tournament. I think yeah, you know he'll win a tournament before this is all said and done, or another tournament because clearly he's won. But a major, ooh, I don't know. Maybe the thing he's got going for him is live. You know, diluting. Maybe, uh, <laughs> but no, I, yeah. uh, man, and I, I, I feel bad saying it. I'm a big Ricky fan. I just don't see it at this uh, juncture. Okay. I want to, this one, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong, okay. but I don't see it. We will, uh, we'll check back at episode mm -hmm. 200. And episode see 10, 10 to the 10th. We'll check back. And here's the that thing. If he ever stuck. does win a major, I hope we have some money on it because he is going to have huge odds and if we yeah. throw even the littlest money down we are going to kill it so i hope when he does we have some money on it oh yeah, yeah. only only 33 i gotta you gotta think the odds are he's gonna especially with this live delusion he's back That's with butch I mean. too and, and oh he, yeah we played his best when he was a butch now mm -hmm. he's back with butch Harmon. um but i mean yeah, i think I, he's doing I, a lot of the right things i, I really do i just oof, major huh yeah, no chance. All right. Um, on the live side, so we had the uh, the the uh, tournament in Jeddah. I figured that would kind of be the hallmark in the uh, host nation, if you will. So, um, Brooks, ends up getting and not to be confused with Chase Kupka. No. Um, it's his first win, which, you know, any win on the Live Tour comes with about 5 or $6 million. Bajillion um, dollars. 
Yeah, gets gets his first win. Um, which, you know, Kupka, you know, love him, hate him, whatever. A bit of an interesting character with all the uh, with the flurry of majors that he won on the, mm. on the PGA Tour. Um, big hitter like uh, DeChambeau. Um, but, uh, I guess he had, you know, he had some, some serious injuries there where he had thought about quitting. So whatever you feel about Liv and, and uh, Brooks and his decision, you know, good for him to, to mm-hmm. be able to get back to winning. Um, so we've got uh, just one more tournament left um, in the inaugural live season. I uh, probably dive a little bit more into that next, maybe next time around. I'll give you just a little, a little teaser though. So it's, it looks mm-hmm. like it's some, it actually looks like it's a bit of a member guest uh, if you will, with, with the format. So they're playing down mm-hmm. at the blue monster. Uh, if it's still called that Trump Doral. Um and it, it looks like it's a, it's four days uh, starts off with maybe some sort of match play then transitions into stroke i don't don't know exactly how that works 12 teams with some buys um you know captains picking their teams and then maybe a calcutta uh, the, who knows <laughs> calcutta uh, what do they what do they call it when all the all the teams start on the same hole and then it was a horse race mm-hmm. horse uh, race um, maybe a horse race mm, yeah. a skills challenge Something like that all of yeah that. Tiger drive, shark shootout, <laughs> <Yeah>. tiger drive, <laughs> maybe an air cannon. Um, yeah, but actually, in all in all seriousness, I think that the seating is actually determined by a um, close to the pin challenge uh, with the captains. So, wow. uh, Are you serious, Clark? Um, but yeah. Anyway, what did you say? I said, "You serious, Clark?" <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and there, oh, yeah, I'm man. sure you get a throw in there. Yeah, and, uh, some string. Uh, Hold on, here, Jim. Um, so that, you know, that'll be interesting. Not a lot of updates as it comes to the, um, official world golf ranking or the, the lawsuits. Um, Mm. so I did find something funny there. So the, uh, I guess the live head guy, and that, that's not to be confused with Greggy, but I think the, uh, Saudi golf, um, organization head had mentioned, you know what, if, uh, you know, the, because because one of the big things at play here that we're going to see in 2023 is how do the majors um, accept mm-hmm. or, or not accept um, the live players and, and how does all that factor in? And so I think the, the head guy mm-hmm. over uh, <laughs> over on the live tour said, well, you know what? We'll just we'll just create our own majors. Make our own. Um, majors. So, <laughs> yeah, I look, look forward to seeing that and maybe some of the some of the hijinks that, uh, that come with that, or some of the, some of the courses that come with that, um, mm-hmm. reminds me a little bit maybe of, uh, what's that, what's that game we like to play at wild wings, um, golden, golden tea, golden yeah. tea, <laughs> some of the, the courses with the lava and the, oh, yeah. the mountains and stuff, they come up with something cool. I'll never forget how jacked up you got playing golden tea, Mike. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. Definitely Man. a highlight of our, our experiences together. I just I don't know what it is <laughs> about that game. I think it's just the way that your fortunes can turn on a it, dime. Folks. He gets pretty into it, folks. It's After just, the restaurant is watching. <laughs> just the right mix of sports on, and you know, a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. spicy garlic, and you know, I think we I think we almost got kicked out one time uh, <laughs> playing playing a little too intense. 
intensely. Well, that's what that's you know what they say. If you're playing golf and you throw your club or you break your mm-hmm. club or you show, you know, all that really means is that you care. And, right. and I just, passion. I, passion. I just, I just care about my golden tea um, mm-hmm. a little bit too much, but Hey, that's, you know, that should be a goal for me. I'm going to, whenever I get sort of my, um, my dream house or whatever, I'm going to get a few of those arcade machines and you better believe. Nice. Yeah. Golden tea is going to be one of them. We could, we could do a whole episode dedicated to, uh, to golden in the video gaming side of, uh, of golf, but um, I love it. Yeah, we'll see. We're gonna, you know, Liv's gonna continue to uh, at least be the the gift that that keeps on giving in terms of how it um, how it continues to change course, uh, no pun intended, and mm-hmm. um, you know, find its way to to being relevant. Um, and I know they're they're trying to work out some things too with with the TV deals. I uh, I was listening to someone who said, you know, even if this thing shows up on Liv shows up on Fox Sports One, like, is that really gonna make mm-hmm. that big of a difference um in terms of making it legit i almost find it i mean personally find it easier just to stream it on youtube mm-hmm. um, versus yeah. trying to get a, a package with fox sports one so i'm not sure that that's it i think it's more of you know do they how do they end up getting their players into the into the majors in, in the world golf uh rank mm-hmm. side of the house so see how that continues to evolve all right on to um, everybody's favorite segment, the old drink review. Going to start with the old man. He's brought us a Yingling Oktoberfest. Uh, As gen- promised, gentlemen. Here, I, you know, this week I've got a real <laughs> treat for you. A real treat. Um, I'm one because I am in the the football club of Bournemouth kit. Uh, I follow through on my promises. Promises made, promises kept. For our video viewers, you got to see oh, it first. Oh, I was half man. This here is a nicely chilled Yingling October Fest. Uh, I, I let Stephen know that I there. I found I found the last two six packs in the entire city of Houston, or at least in my local area. <laughs> um, I Kroger's. saw you drinking that a little earlier. I saw the top, and I thought I was like, "He didn't get it," and I was, I was setting you up, and man, yeah, you set me up. You were trying to make everybody, you know, you're trying to make me look bad. <laughs> um, but I, I have. I also want to strut out the others that I have tasted over the last few weeks. I've got the Shiner, I've got the St. Arnold's, and I've got the Sam Adams. So I have four. Oktoberfest. But let me start by telling you about Yingling's Oktoberfest. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we've found the top. Oh, wow. Not expecting that. I I really, really like this. (laughs) This is nice. I've also paired it with a Bavarian pretzel. I felt like it was just the right thing to do. I mean, oh, maybe, maybe so. Maybe I am giving a little bit too much credence and too much uh, favoritism to the Yingling folks. Um, okay, let's let's get serious. It's fantastic. I know you guys uh, know that I'm a lager guy. On any given week, I like the the water flavor. I mean, the the beer, the the, the, <laughs> the lager flavor. 
Um, but Oktoberfest has been my jam the last four episodes. And this Ying, the folks at Yingling are doing some amazing things with beer. Um, the Oktoberfest, I think, has that initial good flavor. It doesn't have that weird bitterness. And the aftertaste is, is one that I, I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying. Um, wow. it's, it's light. It's, it's also got some pop to it. Um, the, the bottle itself just screams fall. I mean, it actually looks like a, what's it called here? You know, like a, a pumpkin spice latte. Um, but it's mm -hmm. Mars in style. I mean, it just screams fall and everything about it, it's really good. Light, good flavor. Um, good aftertaste. This is five out of five. Now the question becomes, Ooh. is this, is this better? Five out of five lawnmowers. This is the full Full turn, Ooh. green mower. Um, is it better than Sam Adams? I would put these two neck and neck. Um, no pun intended. No pun intended. Hold on, let me give it one more tip. I was Did live that on here. That going to change the vote. No, I, here, here's the deal. I like it a lot. I'm thinking Sam Adams has it by just a little bit. But both are five out of five. It's just different. It's a different type of flavor profile, and I like I like the Sam Adams one just a little bit more. But this is like trying to choose between your you know who's your favorite kid, right? I mean, you love them both completely and fully, but for different reasons. Um, and this is you know my one of my children, and the other one's my other child. Uh, not to compare them to beer. But uh, man, Yingling, this is really, really good. And I know you guys were talking about it last week and wanting to go get some. I highly encourage you to go get some, load up on it, um, and keep it into the winter time because I think this is a good winter beer too. <laughs> anyway, Yingling, I 100% agree. I gotta ask. If, ask when you first started off, you said I think I found the new top, like the best one, and now you think Sam at you finished no, no. with Sam Adams is the best. No, no, I, so I, you're no. doing a little flip flop on it. Little misdirection. Snip snap, no. snip snap. No, no, no. Tied at the top. Tied at the top. Tied at the top. I mean, they're both five out of five. So tied at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but still I, I like Sam them both by yeah. a shoestring. May, may like if you made me pick, like one's outstanding and one's outstanding with distinction. You know, Got it's it. like. It, they're both great. Did one say something throughout the year that kind of turned you yeah. off? Okay, sorry. One was inside work jokes. <laughs> he's he's pivoting like a three sixty mower right now. This, <laughs> this no, is no, yeah. no. no I, I I like it a lot, and I think it's I think it's one of the best Oktoberfests I've ever had. Period. I like them for different reasons, and they're just different. That's it. And I think they're both fantastic. Both five out of fives. <laughs> if you made me pick. If you said pick one over the other, I would pick the Sam Adams over the Yingling. But I believe they're both at the top pinnacle, fantastic Oktoberfests. Okay. And the well, last you... question for me is because mm. I'm 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 due for buying another six pack or two of Oktoberfests. I'm down to my last two. I got one Yingling and one Sam Adams. Mm. Does this kind of go through the? end of october do i need to pick them up like tomorrow you, know, you like, need to pick them up now october yeah Fest beer it's, season end? it's it's pretty much nearing the end i think you're going to start kind of seeing we're, the, we're, the, the christmas seasonals it. the yeah the the christmas cheers the spiced beers that kind of stuff's coming in the place i went to the literally the everything was gone uh, there was like two six packs left so anyway Got it. Okay. Go get you some yingling, folks. Really yummy. 
Uh, yep, either either one sounds like it's going to be a winner. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, Bourbon Hunter, what do you got for us? All right, guys, I got a real treat for you. Mm. Um, okay, so for the twentieth twentieth episode, the big one, one percenters. Now, I decided to break out one of the better bottles. Um, I cracked it open, I think, uh, on my birthday or something like that. Um, so figured I'd, I'd break it out for the 20th, but you know, kind of perfect timing, right? Happy Van Winkle. Uh, oh, no, still, oh, uh, we still need to get some sponsors and all that. I mean, this, <laughs> okay. So these are ones that I can find. These are not shelfers. These are allocated bottles. Some ones that I can find, you know, when they drop, you know, once a month or every other month. So, uh, uh yeah, we're not talking tippity top here. We're not talking, you know, 360 turn mowers. Uh, but these are very, very good. Okay, so this is the Colonel E. H. Taylor small batch, right? So this come they come in these nice uh, tubes, actually. All of them come in this, so they're very distinctive when they're on the shelf or behind the counter. You cannot miss it. But yes, Colonel Taylor E. H. Taylor um, E. H. T. for short. This is really good. This one is well thought of for for being a small batch. Um, and for this one, it's again, this is part of the Buffalo Trace family. Mm. Um, so it is made there in uh, Frank, uh, Frankston, Frankfurt, uh, Kentucky. Um, but yeah, E.H. Taylor, just like a lot of Buffalo Trace bourbon, this is actually one of like the original kind of guys that's kind of like the bourbon makers and all of this. That's why his name's on it, and there's several others in the Buffalo Trace family that are named after some of the originators and inventors and people really important to bourbon. Uh, but guys, this is probably of all the bourbons I have currently open. I have some that I, I don't have open yet, but of all the ones I have open and have tried, this is probably my favorite. I have tried their single barrel at a restaurant and that is definitely one um, that I am hunting for because it is, amazing but for their small batch it is truly phenomenal it's so smooth great flavor no uh burn on the front side or back side um it is just truly great and this is guys this is a good test for you guys told you i come back to this this all of eh taylor's are bottled in bond so what does bottled mm. in bond mean guys hunter proof i was gonna there say i go. thought Okay, I thought you said it was bottled in Frankfurt, but okay. Bottled now, does, bond. Yeah, does this have the supply chain issues where it's made in Chicago, bottled in Topeka? No, no, this is the good stuff. This is the good Kentucky juice. This is the good good okay. Kentucky water here. Frankfurt, Kentucky. But, guys, this is phenomenal. Um, this kind of one knows you can't miss it on the shelf when they're in these tubes, right? I mean, oh, they're yeah. very distinctive. Uh, you can't miss it. This is one that when you find it at retail – any of theirs at retail, which again, you're either only going to find the small batch, but maybe mm. we'll get a random single barrel in there. And all their others are highly, highly allocated. You'll never see them. But this is one at retail. It's a must pick up. Uh, do not blink. Just throw your card in the machine and uh, get it in a brown bag and walk out the store. It is it is phenomenal. It's one I, I have a few of, but I, I drink it on kind of more special occasions because mm-hmm. it's that good. It's not a daily drinker standard one it's it's a special what's, what's it's the what's the price phenomenal. point on that thing if you i mean you give us a range if you don't want to 
Plus um, you spent ten is, grand on no, it. No, no, this no, no, no. At retail, these are thirty-five bucks, something like that. Thirty-five. What? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm telling it's you. A for good retail, deal. anytime at retail, you can find this or a lot of the other Buffalo Trace products, and then several others at retail. It's one of the best. <laughs> Retail buys it out there. It's thirty five bucks. I think wow. when I'm walking out the store, it's like thirty eight dollars and change after paying the old Uncle Sam. But you just can't you, find it, is what you're saying. Yeah. So they drop at least here in Texas, right? You know how crazy it is here. Mm-hmm. They drop like maybe every four to eight weeks. Mm. Stores will get one case or two, and they're gone in thirty minutes to forty five minutes. Like wow. it is, they're gone. Um, so I've been lucky enough to come across a few of them and pick it up every single time. It's like the hot chicken I learned about at Costco this week. It's a uh, mm, good oh price. Man. Hard, hard to get hands on. Ooh, um, gotta, you'll have to send me a, a link to that. All right. Costco he, said, he said hot chicken, by the way, everybody. Just make Do sure either we... of you know <laughs> what Frankfurt is famous for or known for? Frankfurt, Kentucky? Besides the bourbon? Yeah. Um, home of Colonel Sanders. Their Oktoberfest. Believe it or not, oh, cool. it's the capital of Kentucky. Oh come on! Oh wow! I, like, I, I was assuming was like... Lexington. Yeah, I so, thought it was yeah. Lexington. I had no idea. Really? I mean, wow. I could have told you okay, that. I thought you were like new. want something that they were like famous for, like the largest ball of string. I feel like this is this is a bit of a theme. With you, Mark. So next time, just go with the obvious thing, and then I'll let you know if that's too obvious. All right, fair. All right. Kind of like Memphis um, being the wing capital of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll be quick here with mine. So I, you know, I thought I was going with something special here. I went with the Sierra Nevada Optimum, um, and that was because I had promised um, so twofold. I had promised Stephen the triple IPA. Um, also, it looks a little spooky. Um, you Ooh. can see there's some sort of character on there. Uh, looks Rookie Halloweeny. Uh, believe it or not, this is 11. percent In the, uh, I think the person who wrote the description maybe had a few too many of these bad boys. It says, <laughs> "Fancy seeing me here. After all, the place can hardly hold 11. percent I'm scraping the rafters. Makes for a good view, and it's clear when a room needs what I've got in spades: fruity, oh, wow. dank, and devish dank." devilishly hoppy flavor your night is looking up savor it and don't blink because i like to vanish in a puff of lupulin dust um so (sighs) as you would know through 20 episodes i love ipas i love hazies i love doubles um but this is a well this is a no for me um so steven and i Wanting to know what triples and doubles are all about. I, the problem is, I feel like when you get up to nine, 10, 11 percent, you're just you're losing the flavor. It tastes mm. too much like, you know, a Kentucky bourbon stout or something to that effect. Like it just I and I was extremely optimistic or optimistic, maybe oh, oh, oh. you will, if you'll allow me, because I put this baby in an ice cold glass and I put, and I like to put my my beers in the freezer just before I pour them. Mm. And the first sip I took tasted like all hops, and and it, you know it had that it had that color like an IPA, and I was like, this is mm. going to be dynamite. And unfortunately, all the sips after, it's just like, you know, it's like that 
I don't know. It's like that date smoothie mm. flavor that I talked about when it, when a beer like this starts to get warm. And so I, I will try, I will find one other triple at least oh. just because I owe it to the pod and I will see if it tastes the same. But to mm-hmm. me, this sort of loses all of the hoppiness. And so um, oh. this is a no for me. So sorry, Sierra Nevada, but um, maybe mm-hmm. stick to the doubles. All right. Well, um, move over to, to Cowhide. Maybe some some bad news um, uh. for my podcast host here on the on the 28th episode but uh um so unfortunately uh marnak took it in the shorts big Big time time. Uh, big time big time last week so if you recall um i had asked him to predict uh who would lose between uh oklahoma state uh bama and the eagles he picked the eagles and of course the uh, eagles beat the dallas cowboys and um Unfortunately, Oklahoma State lost. Uh, Bama lost too, but who cares? Um, so Oklahoma State loses. I mean, loses to, to TCU at TCU. Uh, TCU undefeated as well in, in double overtime. Uh, interested to get um, or leave, leave it up to you all, but uh, I feel like coming, you know, as as uh, alum, it means and diehard fans means more coming from you. So maybe either a a word or a phrase or a, just a, a sentence or two, like, how did you, how did you feel about that? How do you feel about, um, you know, sort of the, the rest of the season going into, you know, going into UT next week, I don't think completely out of it yet. I think still top 10, top 15, but uh, what, what are your, what's your take? What are your feelings from, from that game? Yeah, Mike, we only slid down three three spots. Again, big, huge game this coming weekend versus Texas. I mean, it's a must-win, can't lose. It's homecoming. homecoming. You don't want to lose that regardless of who you're playing. But uh, TCU, though, again, first half looked good. Uh, didn't realize, but it was announced for the game that our quarterback uh, didn't practice all week leading into it, so definitely not, not excuses. Mm. First half, we looked good. Second half, the couple key things was conservative offensive play calling, and mm-hmm. then we let literally one wide receiver on TCU, their big dude, their 6'4", six, 6'5", six, dude, tear us up the whole game. Uh, mm-hmm. So just just a lot of words I won't say on the podcast, but really, <laughs> really poor just overall offense and defense the second half, really frustrating to watch. Um, shouldn't have come down to that. Mm-mm. We were up thirty to sixteen going into the fourth. Nine minutes to, get to go in two the overtimes yeah, to, yeah. to lose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's frustrating. It, it was um, super frustrating. But hey, onwards and upwards. It was. It's they're an undefeated team. It's not like it was a bad loss no. on the road. I mean, a lot of uh, un- or a lot of ranked teams lost on the road this weekend. But um, season still ahead of us. I mean, we could definitely even play play TCU again in Arlington uh, first weekend of December. So conference still ours. It's wide open. It's ours to, to lose. And we got to get back on track with Texas. So no more conservative BS. <laughs> Pedal the metal. Foot on the throat. The whole game. That's that's my mindset. Foot on the throat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would think a coach with a mullet would have that kind of mentality. Anyway, uh-huh. But I guess, uh, I guess not. Yeah. Any thoughts from you, Mark? Uh, I don't know how you top what Steven shared. I, I mean, it's disappointing. We were up, you know, pretty much the whole game. Nine minutes ago in the fourth quarter, we're up by 14. 
all we need to do is drive the ball and kick a field goal and game it's game over. Right. I mean, it, they, they tied it up. Hey, give it to TCU. Uh, they, they, they play the full game. OSU didn't play the full game. And typically our defense has been awesome in the second half. Oklahoma state's offense or defense has been great in the second half. And I mean, I, I also fault our offense for not giving the defense some, some time to breathe on the sideline, you know, three and out pretty much like four or five drives in a row. And you're just like, what are we doing? You know? And, um, just it looked like a different team in the second and not even the second half, like the fourth quarter. Again, you're up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and it's, you know, obviously our quarterback, but I mean, that's not an excuse. These guys are good and they practice. So, you know, I hope we play well against Texas and uh, pull out the W. Uh, it, I mean, it all depends on which Texas team shows up too. I mean, it's man, yep. they've, they've had a weird year. Oh, yeah, but, back. Hey, oh yeah. But I mean, they barely beat Iowa state. So who knows? Anyway, it's all. Yeah. I also like to tell people I love sports. I love sports of all kinds. Don't let a bunch of eighteen to twenty-two year old kids uh, dictate how you feel the, for the week. Uh, as much as I wanted to disagree, win you can't let oh, okay. disagree. You're gonna, you're gonna they control of, my mood for four months, and I'm cool with that. Like this lifestyle chose me. I've accepted it for the rest of my life. For for the, as long as I can remember, oh, for the rest of my life, man. one team will dictate four to five months of my year in my mood week in and week out, and right. I'm cool with it. And I'll just, still let you know Steven's a good guy. Steven's a good guy whether we win or lose. I am. like, And again, yeah. when we lose, I'm over it. Kind of, normally by Mondays, I'm over it, right? So mm-hmm. I was over it yesterday. You didn't text me um, back after little... I texted you multiple times. Yeah, Correct. <laughs> I don't. When we lose, I do not take, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like My family texts me. I ain't talking to you. I don't talk to nobody. I just mm. need to be myself. In my feelings, you're not talking to anybody but Colonel Sanders Taylor. Colonel Bingo. Taylor, yeah, <laughs> and and that's just how it is. When things are good, right. I have to expect when things are bad. Got it. I'm I'm on my own. That's why I watch games by myself. I celebrate on my own, and I lose in and weep on my own. Um, <sighs> but yes, for for five months, four months, teams decide my weekly mood. Yes, one team. Well adjusted. Okay, cool. <laughs> But yeah, hey, Mar- Marnak, uh... Marnak did not pick. I thought you asked me to pick the one winner last week between Alabama, Philly, and OSU. Uh, oh, here we go. His, he- his hearing's starting to go a little. Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Well, it's a, it's a good thing I don't uh, subscribe to the same mentality as Steven being a Boilers fan, but um, – they, uh, they they turned the season around. They're up to five oh, yeah. and two, and uh, second in the uh, the Big Ten West, um, which Legends. of course doesn't include Michigan. Does not include Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. But um, whatever. Um, only one game behind the Illini, who they will meet. Um, I believe it's November twelfth, um, and then next week they've uh, they've got whiskey, uh, Wisconsin. So. Mm. Um, who's last in the big 10 West. So hopefully uh, boilers can, uh, can keep it rolling. Um, you know, maybe, uh, make the most of the season after a couple hard losses, Syracuse still, still undefeated. They've got a big game versus Clemson, uh, this week. So, you know, they're still a relatively good team, but they, I, th- I think they could have beat both Syracuse and, and Penn state, but of course, mm-hmm. um, you know, Penn state ends up getting shellacked by, uh, by Michigan this week. So, um, the other one that uh, was of interest, I think, to a lot of people was Tennessee 
in Alabama. Oh man, so, what a game! Um, hmm. You know, Saban's luck. I, you know, I Saban's luck just ran out eventually. He was on; they were on borrowed time anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Tennessee ends up tearing down the goalposts there. Um, ends up throwing it into the river, I believe. So that was uh, that was pretty epic for them. I think it <laughs> had been like 15 or so seasons since they had beat Alabama. Um, but what I found funny, and I'm sure everybody's seen it now because um, social media doesn't hide anything, but uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're, apparently the university is asking for, I don't know, students, townspeople, alum to, to mm-hmm. pay for the goalposts. So uh, I, I, I don't know. Help me, I'm poor. I, I think, as Stephen would say, I think that's a little Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, 100%. To, they have a $1.3 me a billion dollar endowment, and they're asking for handouts. Are you kidding me? Don't get me wrong. I realize that. Pipe could do that. Pieces of uh, for pipe, it is that expensive. But I mean, heck, it's been 15 years. University pay up, don't be cheap. And the way your program's on the rise, you'll make up for that money tenfold, a hundredfold if you keep this good ride going Mm -hmm. of being a top 10 team. So kill the GoFundMe, pay it. I cannot believe that they're doing that. That's just terrible. I mean, that's that's. That is hideous. Come on, Hypel. Tell your AD to, to cut that stuff out. That's ridiculous. That is Mickey Mouse, Chuck E. Cheese, Showbiz Pizza. Fisher Price. Fisher Price. That's so ticky-tack. Give me a break. I'm I'm a little surprised Peyton didn't step in and say, let me just put in a uh, you know Peyton Manning nationwide uh, goalpost down, <laughs> you know, down in the end zone. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Maybe – Maybe they're doing something funny where they're going to take the money and, and donate it or, or something to that effect or, uh, you know, do something nice for Smokey. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. But, you know, I, I never count out Alabama out. I'm sure they'll they'll probably win mm-hmm. out, find themselves in the playoffs, maybe even, even end up winning. There's still a lot of games left, a lot of, a lot of big games left um, between teams that are uh, that are top ranked. So, and of course, everybody's going to be, you know, getting up against them to try to beat them uh, on the uh, on the pro side. So uh, the Cowboys end up losing to the Eagles. Don't think that was much of a game. I mean, the Eagles kind of, you know, played the Cowboys at their own game with the defense. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I saw there was three picks there. Um, but good news for Cowboys fans, I guess, if you like good uh Bill fashion quarterback challenge. Uh, I think um, Dak's coming back this week versus the Lions, and uh, Jerry's saying he's going to give him a chance to play. So uh, maybe Dak comes back, uh, looks amazing, hopefully can avoid uh, the injuries and um, allow them to continue to compete in that division. So um, Philly goes into a bye this week undefeated. I think the Giants still have one loss, and the Cowboys mm-hmm. have two losses. So they're going to mm-hmm. – they're going to have to, uh, you know, I don't know, come up with a miracle, hope Dak can find something and they can, um, they can, you know, pretty come pretty close to winning out in order to make the playoffs there. Uh, but they can be thankful they're not Green Bay uh, or, oh, man. well, I was going to say Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's three and three, not looking great, but they're at least at the top of their division. Um, but, Green Bay, uh, I think three and three as well, but uh, Rogers not looking so hot. So, mm. um, gotta gotta figure something out. 
there. He's a, uh, you know, he's I, interesting player for me. Like I think he's thought of as one of the best quarterbacks of all time, um, but can't figure out the team dynamic, and he's become a bit of a pariah in yeah. recent years. So um, we'll see see if uh if they can pull it out i wouldn't would, again wouldn't count them out either mm-hmm. um but not not looking good for green bay so far mm-hmm. and um you know colts looking good good for me uh like i mentioned earlier i had a, i was actually downtown um in and around before the start time in in indianapolis so they they played a division team there in jacksonville and ended up beating them the, the scene was electric like it was it was the you know, like I said, in, in Indiana, it was the right mix of the leaves changing in the fall, and but the the weather still being beautiful. Believe it or not, they actually got snow there um, mm. this this morning, so just missed the snow. But this last weekend, it was amazing, and they they actually had the uh, the stadium open um, for. Uh, I I don't know if they left it open for the game, but they had it open for for pregame, and um, you know, we were expecting pretty big things this year with uh, Jonathan Taylor running back and Matt mm. Ryan coming in at quarterback in the defense, but uh, didn't start off so great with a, uh, with a tie against the Texans, but um, like the boilers, they're kind of rallying um, to make a little bit of the season. So they got a huge game uh, this weekend versus the Titans who are in first place in the division. So I'll be uh, watching the Colts this weekend uh, and obviously the boilers um, a little bit of pre Department of Corrections for me. I don't. I am horrible at schedules, math, the space-time continuum. I said mm-hmm. that the Boilers had an idol this week. They, of course, didn't, um, unless you know somebody changed up the schedule on me. But um, they did end up playing this week, and they'll play next week as well. So, mm-hmm. um, amazing set of uh, set of games coming up this um, this weekend. Stephen, did you get a chance to do your? your picture in picture or multiple uh, TV <laughs> setup to get that figured out for the rest of the season. Here's the thing. I gave it about a 10 second look and couldn't figure it out and I gave up, but mm. you know, this is really my first world problem, right? Because I wore out the button of last channel, but on Saturday, oh, yeah. right? I watched a lot because the pokes were just, just, eating me alive i had to watch a lot of that game but i recorded both Mm. i've slowly i'm through the first quarter going back through the tennessee game because i want to watch it in its entirety like to give it its full what it's worth because it was a really good exciting game but again first world problems like i just i need two tvs i mean i just i need a man man cave Mm -hmm. i need a football cave i need two tvs forget picture in picture i want the full 65 of one game and a full Mm. 65 of another um we just got to make something happen i mean uh, i mean none of this picture picture stuff okay it's good to have goals Mm -hmm. Samsung opportunity Set your site for high. sponsorship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steven, don't high. worry. We're on our 20th episode. It's easy mm-hmm. from here, bud. Or, or I could get like a Michael Scott little like 20, like 12-inch <laughs> TV and your like plasma. mount it, you yeah. know? My plasma. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> Might as well just mount my iPad next to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, I'm looking up. I'm, I'm already looking forward to next weekend. I just... Some of these games, you know, pretty good. We got UCLA, Oregon. We got uh, 
You got Kansas, Syracuse, ba- Clemson, Baylor, Kansas, Baylor, Syracuse, Clemson, TCU, uh, Kansas State. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and rank got, versus ranked OSU versus Texas. OSU rank versus ranked. Texas, and Texas is a six-point favorite at OSU. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we get much respect, so that's why I really do no. hope we just crush uh, Texas's spirit. Um, this is the first time we've been a home dog, in, I think, in like three years. So hopefully we use this as a little motivation and wake Me too. up. And, mm-hmm. Me too. Like I said, foot on the throat. Yep. Vegas picked up that they're soft like Sherman. So mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Too soon with your Purdue Boilermakers. You, you said okay? it. You, you said Get out of here. <laughs> I didn't call our – did I call our team soft like Sherman? I used that terminology, but definitely not the Pokes. All right. Just remember, the last time we played Purdue, we ran them out of there. I was at the game. It was frigid cold. It was at the original Cotton Bowl. The, the Cotton Bowl. Some random, oh, yeah. Random, okay. uh, some random sponsor at the time. But, Mike, holy crap. That, it was – I felt bad. Y- y- y'all didn't even get to beat that big old stupid drum. Yeah, we, there was no scoring on Purdue. We didn't even get off the bus. I, I think that might have been before before I knew you or knew of you. I, and I don't remember the timeline exactly. And I and I remember talking to Mark, like, hey, Mark, let's go up to the Cotton Bowl to the Boilers versus Oklahoma State and, and whatever, you know, Chili's Bowl. I was in. And, uh, yeah, I was in. It was like 48 nothing first half. Yeah. I was, and it was frigid. And I was like, I am glad oh, I, was I did there. not get off the couch for that one. And it was and it was New Year's Day. I'd gone That's out right. on New Year's Eve with my buddy. He's a listener. We had gone out, stayed at his place to be closer to – Close to the Cotton Bowl, mm. woke up, hung over, frigid cold, trying to drink coffee to wake up. And then mm. the best part was they had the Fletcher's corn dogs, the state oh, fair yeah. staple. They had them. And I had to have a couple of those. The while best part of waking up. Mm-hmm. Fletcher's in your cup. It's like Fletcher's corn dogs in your mouth. Yikes. <laughs> hey, also Tulane. Don't look, don't look past these guys. My other alma mater, oh, ranked 20, 25th in the nation, <laughs> six and one, six and one. Already bowl eligible. Yeah, play Memphis. I don't really see any other large matchups. Uh, no, Alabama, this weekend's Alabama, not that great. I mean, State, Alabama, Mississippi State, Alabama, twenty-one point favorite. Uh, we got Penn State coming off their loss, playing Minnesota. They're they're a four point favorite, and you know A and M, Texas A and M. To me, that's down where we sit here in the in in Texas. They they are an enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a Star Trek episode. I mean, I just don't get. You talk about a team that has more money than they know what to do with, and just I don't know. I have no clue what these guys are doing. Uh, anyway, so that's Texas A&M. And then, yeah, you got Kansas State TCU, 17 versus 8. Could be interesting. Yeah. Now, they're anyway. good slate of games. Um, yeah, that was, of course, the 2013 Heart of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Heart of Dallas. Heart of Dallas. 58 to 14. Yeah. We had Austin, Austin Appleby at the helm, uh, who ended up uh, finishing out at Florida, but uh, apparently sucked it. Purdue, at least that game. All right. Uh, quickly on the balls in mitt. So we are um, mm. we're down to the pennant races here. So we've got mm-hmm. uh, this, 
Guardians were actually in the driver's seat, mm. up two one, end up uh, shat in the bed, losing the series to the Yankees. Uh, mm. Today mm. was the final game, so it'll be the series that everybody wanted. The redemption story, no trash cans allowed. Stros versus oh, Yankees, so that be particularly interesting. Um, no, no love lost there. Uh, judge. Uh, so it, that one's going to be really interesting, I think, made for TV. And then um, in the National League, you've got the Phils and the Padres. Uh, Padres really? ended up taking down mm-hmm. the Dodgers. Holy crap. So um, anyway, uh, Phils just wrapped up in San Diego one game one. So their oh. uh, Bills are hot, making some sort of magical run. Um, so some, something about that city of Philly. They got mm-hmm. they got it rocking and rolling. I haven't looked at the Flyers record, but that probably doesn't matter because um, uh, they got probably the Eagles, old John and Crook and Lenny Dykstra, <laughs> you know, uh, coming home to roost. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we will keep an eye on that, and next time we meet, uh, we'll probably be deep into those uh, into those series. Um, and then we had a uh, request for a special topic. Mm. Uh, bringing back toasted nuts. So if you remember, mm. we uh, we are coffee connoisseurs on here, or at least Stephen and I, and uh, we do we do like a good. Come I on. mean, come on, with that's with that taste of Texas cinnamon coffee, you got you got a lot of work to do to make mm. up your. But uh, anyway, so Stephen, what do you uh, what do you got for us? Toasted nuts. Well, so I appreciate you bringing this back. This was one of my favorite early topics for us, and I do miss it. And I was like, hey, you know what? I got a couple things that I can say. So um, I do think we need to put this uh, in the rota a little bit more. Yeah, it's the um, 20th okay. memorandum today. 20th memorandum. memorandum. There we go. Okay, so <laughs> two things. Uh, one is very timely. The other one is not. I'll start out with oh. the non-timely is uh, – Mike, when we were at your bachelor party, we tried a coffee brand that never have. I'd always seen an HEB and I walked past it. I think it's a branding marketing thing. When I look at this bag, I do not think good coffee. I do not Mm. think coffee that I personally want to try. But whoever bought it, we had it. Several of us commented that we thought that coffee was very good. And so I had to try it again. I've since gone on to pie two different types, but this mm. is Blue Island oh. coffee. This was the sunrise blend that we had. It's citrus, cherry, and bright, according to the bag. Very good. So enjoy this one. This is the second bag of this one I've had. Wow. I also got their Surf City blend, which is more of a kind of a medium roast. Very good. I think this one, the sunrise blend, is a little bit better. Um, and actually... To give this a little bit more credit um, of, of, of flavor, the very first morning I brewed this, even Kelly, I, she poured a cup and she goes, Stephen, whatever you did with the coffee this morning, it was really good. And I'm wow. like, well, I didn't really change anything up and besides she said yes. a different coffee, right? And then she said, yeah. She said yes. So, so there we go. Even somebody blind taste test, really good. She thought it was the same coffee. I just mixed it up differently or or adjusted the strength so surprisingly good this bag though this this light blue with the palm trees they gotta do something about this this does not scream morning 
you know, uh, cure to your morning blues. Let me just say that <laughs> that it's not this it's bag. Like a Tiffany's um, Tiffany's box there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's literally Tiffany's colors. Yes, um, but yeah, that's number one, guys. I think number two, more timely, is um, I, we've talked about it before. It, it's PSL season. It's PSC. Mm-hmm. It's pumpkin spice season. So I have tried, bought and tried two different types hmm. of creamers. Hmm. Uh, these are the oat creamers. I have tried the toffee make pumpkin spice and the hmm. Chobani. Uh, both very good. I don't think you can go wrong. I think Chobani's got a little bit more flavor. Not necessarily saying it's better. Can't go wrong. But guys, it is just nice to change it up. Again, I, I, I oh, put yeah. a little bit of creamer in there in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, these couple months are great changing mm-hmm. it up. It being mm-hmm. a little bit different. So needless to say, when I found the first one, I was due for a second one. It took me two weeks to find it again. They just fly off the shelf. So really? when I was eating new ones, oh, yeah. I bought two. Yeah. I, I bought two because I'm like, I'm not going without it. As long as it's here, I want it. I don't want to not have it. And I hopefully oh, yeah. have an extra one when it's gone. Same kind of thing with the Oktoberfest beer. Um, oh, yeah. But can recommend Coffee Mate and the Chobani one. Really good. It's nice to change it up. <laughs> yeah. Great time of year for so many reasons. Wow. Yeah. I The great topic, Stephen. Uh, first one, so the, the Blue Island coffee that came, no surprise, credit to uh, my brother-in-law, who's, you know, 12 continents, Nine World Fair, uh. goes out of his way. He's the guy that knows the pour-over shop, whatever. So, yeah, leave it to him to pull one off the shelf. That was uh, a fan favorite. Um, same thing. We we put in some order at the grocery store. It's like, we'll pick it up tomorrow. We got like four things of pumpkin yogurt show up. They're like, sorry, we didn't have any. We got to refund no. your money for the pumpkin. I'm just like, Oh man. I, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's like next year, whether it's the, the Oktoberfest mm-hmm. beer or the, whatever it is, I'm loading up in August and yep. I'm, I'm storing it in the bunker. Oh yeah. yeah. Chip monk with their, uh, with their nuts, man. You just got to store it up yeah. because it goes, and every it, they're always on the at least in my HEB they're on the end cap in the like you said the first couple of weeks uh-huh. it's kind of you can get what you want but after that yeah. it is sparse because I think Slim people pickings. realize how good it is and stock up on their in their second fridge or whatever um, but yeah it is one of those things next couple of times I go to the store I'm stocking up on, on everything I want through the holiday season because <laughs> it is that good and it goes that fast. Tell me they're going to make a holiday season company that makes these things year round, um, all year round, or I'm going to, I'm going to, I think it's, it's, there's, there's, there's some science to this too, where they, they do create demand by artificially uh, holding off, hold it. Okay. You know, if you wanted to learn, I'm teaching you how it works. There's companies that they, this is how they make their money is they artificially manage the demand uh, so that, that when it does come time to sell it, off the shelves like hotcakes. You're welcome. All right. Well, All right. I um, I'm just gonna pretend like I haven't noticed that the Mardi Gras coffee from Community isn't on the shelf the last two times I've gone. Mm-hmm. That this is some sort of just like waiting for the truck to show up because I'm getting a little nervous. And I picked up the Community Christmas blend, 
and it was absolute garbage. And so I'm like, I, I got Ooh, a, I got an old favorite no, in that no. Mardi Gras, and I'm I'm gonna pretend like it's gonna be there the next time I go, and then I'm gonna take all ten because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> deal with this again. <laughs> all right, thanks for taking us back to our roots. Oh Steven, yeah, for the uh, for the twentieth. Always. All right, on to Marnak, the mediocre. Oh. So, uh, need a little bit of a redemption story here, Marnak. Mm -hmm. I, uh, give me a I was going to do the, the Ricky Flower one in the um, major, but uh, I went ahead and so I'll give you, I'm going to give you a softball. This is, oh. a, this is a meatball right down the middle just for you to knock out of the park in honor of, of baseball season. So, for Marnak, will UT and Oklahoma State hit the over? Come in their on. game this weekend. I think it's about 60, about 60 ish, 60 to 65, somewhere in there, depending on where you look. So, um, what do you think? Uh, right now it's sitting at 62. My thought is yes, they're going to, they're going to, yes. Hammer the over. the over. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that they're going to score 63. Uh, OSU will score 56 to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think uh, it's going to be a track meet. Yeah, I, I mean, unless unless one of the defense, I mean, it's going to be which defense makes some random stop one of the series. I think is how it's going to be. Um, yeah, I, I old, think so. As my old pappy likes to say, the first team that plays defense wins, Bingo. and I feel like that's <laughs> that's Bingo. typical for Oklahoma State games and with yours and at UT, like Whoa. that's yeah. definitely it. So that that is a say. Hey. I gave you. So, yeah, OSU, OSU's had some good defensive games this year. Clearly has Texas. I mean, they shut OU out. That's not easy to do in the Big 12. So, you're right. We'll see which team decides to play some defense. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're going to crush the 62 or whatever it is. I mean, that's just yeah. – uh, yeah. But those boys in Vegas, they know stuff. I, I don't know. You know, OSU was favored – or TCU was favored by three and a half – Sure enough, OSU loses by three. So I mean, it's it's uh they're impressive out there. Yeah, we'll see. Um, mm. and then the game day this this um game days for the Oregon game, Oregon UCLA game this week. Uh, Chip Kelly got the uh, the Bruins firing on all cylinders. Their over unders like seventy. Mm -hmm. um, so I mm -hmm. I feel like they still don't have a way to get people in those stands out there though at UCLA. But we'll see. It's sad. You know, we'll see. Uh, Chip, Chip Kelly. That's that's for another another mm -hmm. episode. All right, all right, Marnak. Well, we'll hope that, that was a softball. I hope. Um, I hope. I, I didn't tell you about my envelope today. It's uh, Citibank. There you go, Citibank envelope. I'm hoping. Oh, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping OSU uh, figures figures some things out for Stephen's sake. Yep, for my mood next week. Thank you. Seriously, jeez, this is sad. I it's thought okay. you might. What's well, okay? This lifestyle no. chose me. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I thought you might use the uh, envelope that your Bournemouth shirt came in, but uh, it's a little. Oh bit no, later, that bag, but... that bag. I had to cut that thing open like a like a fish. I mean, it was sealed. Yeah. Like I don't know what kind of glue they used on that thing, but it barely opened to give me my shirt. Sheesh. So, um, Department of Corrections. So that was probably our, I would say, our cleanest episode of the twenty or the nineteen wow. yet. Um, 
So good to us. Good you know, for fitting us. or not One fitting. Centers, man. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Stephen, I'll you know I I wanted to do something for you in honor of uh, Rick Bonus, um, and uh, something around a future Department of Correction, but um, we'll we'll lay off for the moment. Um, the stars are actually three and zero so far this season. Now, believe it or not, um, Bonus was supposed to come back to Dallas. I think it was yesterday. He's of course the coach of the Winnipeg Jets right now, but he tested positive for COVID. Ah, uh, so yeah, poor Rick. <laughs> bit, Come bit on, of irony there. But uh, we we will keep an eye on that. I'd love to see the Jets make a run this season, but uh, and I ho- certainly hope that Dallas stays hot. Um, Mark, I was talking about some uh. of the pedigree, some of the pedigree that mm. the National League had in baseball, and you mentioned uh, the Yankees. So the Yankees are, of course, in what? the American League. It's okay. Um, uh, I'm going to go to the tape on that one. Go back know. to the tapes on that one. Now, I thought for a second you were having a bit of histrionics with the uh, 1990s uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys records. You weren't. Um, I they went were back horrible. and I yeah, checked uh, the almanac. So I think there was maybe like one one winning season there in the 90s. It had yeah, to be um, in 97. Uh, they were eight and four, and they actually ended up losing to uh, Purdue in the Alamo Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's a I remember a little fitting there. Do you remember? Do you remember the coach? Okay, so I, Bob Simmons. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, Bob Simmons. You remember who came after Simmons? Mm. Before Gundy. Yeah, Les Miles. But, uh, amazing! I didn't know that. Do you know who yeah. became who came before Simmons? Uh, not Jimmy well, Johnson. Was, that was in the eighties and then nineties. So, uh, I so I'm also impressed. You knew Jimmy Johnson was there. Oh, I didn't yeah. know oh, that. Of too. course, Jimmy was. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? How do you not know that? Well, I mean, I didn't realize the pedigree, and then uh, in between. Was, oh, jeez. Yes, I know who this is. He coached at uh, Mississippi State. Oh, jeez. Tell me. I'll, I don't want to belabor it. His initials are PJ. Pat Jones? Pat Jones. Pat, Pat Jones. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Pat Jones. So, um, so anyway, you, you weren't lying there, but man, it's like uh, once they, you know, once they got the less, they started to change the trajectory. And then with Gundy, mm-hmm. it's been uh, really nothing we, but bulls. I mean, we mm-hmm. did have, we did have, you know, of course, Barry Sanders in the 80s with his Heisman. Thurman know, Thomas. Gundy, mm-hmm. Thurman Thomas. I mean, we had, even through the 80s, which we had some good records, 90s, some, you know, some doldrums there. We still had a lot of guys be All-Americans, phenomenal guys, again, especially at the running back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were, there were some definitely some sad years, which I was not a fan of. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I already highlighted that I um, was wrong about Purdue not being idle, um, but really that was that was about it. We were pretty clean. Uh, we week. Were pretty clean. Wow. Pretty clean. Credit to us. Clean living. Yeah. So, hey, it only took us you know twenty or so episodes to finally figure out what the hell we were doing. So, um, yeah. Hey, we never us. said that we were about facts. Uh-uh. All right. 
let's go ahead and uh, round out episode 20 the way we do every week with local knowledge. I'm going to start with the old man. Uh, guys, I think it probably goes without saying, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Uh, and especially since it's our 20th episode, it's like, you, you know, cherish your loved ones. I mean, I know you're probably shocked to hear me say that, but it's, it's true. Um, 20 episodes in here. I mean, I count you guys as uh, really, really good friends, you know, and, uh, I cherish our, our, our relationship and it's been fun. And, uh, I hope we have, uh, at least 20 to the third power more of these episodes. I don't know how many that is. So that could be a lot, but, uh, uh, you know, or 10 to the 10th power. Anyway, cherish your loved ones. Uh, it is fall, you know, and I think, uh, that brings about, um, you know, dressing a little warmer in the office. I also encourage my friends here in Texas to uh, remember that just because it was set, you know, uh, 40 degrees one day, uh, the next day it could still be 90. So don't overdress. Uh, in the, in the office today, uh, some people were complaining about how hot it was in there because the heater kicked on. And I'm like, well, you're also wearing a coat and a sweater. So, you know, dress smartly, folks. You know, layer it in there. Uh, don't, 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 don't be crazy. You know, it's still, it's still just fall. It's not the dead of winter. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, enjoy it though. I'm, I'm excited about the, the cooler temps. Uh, get outside. You know, fire up the fire pit. Uh, mm -hmm. Enjoy the, uh, the outside. I've, I, we did that last night here at the old Snyder Casa. Uh, but really, really enjoying the season. Enjoy it with your family, but uh, cherish those loved ones. And hey, congrats on 20 episodes, fellas. Uh, what a what a cool uh, feat. I hope we have many more to come. Local knowledge. Well, I think if you if you want to make it to 21, Mark, we're going to need an example or two of um, cherishing yes. or reaching out to a loved one for next time. So, so you absolutely. got a week to, you got a week to do your first cherishing of 2022. So I uh, hope I you always cherish my loved out. ones. Come on. Okay. We'll have some examples. Yeah. Dates, examples. Times, dates, times, timestamps, proof. Okay. Okay. Kind of like for, my jersey, my kit that I'm wearing here. You guys are Is the that ones true? that might need some proof. Okay. All right. Getting a little salty. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. It's almost now. like we got our first sponsors there with Daffabet. Mm -hmm. I'll reach you out to the Philippines. Steven, <laughs> what do you what do you got for the listeners? Guys, first and foremost, credit to us. One percenters. Outstanding with distinction. Made it to 20. Now <laughs> all these doors are open. Pandora's mm -hmm. box. World's our oyster. Literally. Podcasts. Watch it out. We're we're running up the rankings and the charts. Watch out for us. Uh, on a more serious note, uh, and again, I'll, I'll push out the one I had. I think we talked about it a couple times this episode. Me, just being a diehard <laughs> fan. This is what when you think of diehard fan, that's kind of how I am with Oklahoma State football, and I've accepted that life. Like, don't don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't let others give you grief about it. Yeah, it affects my mood for a couple of days, potentially the rest of the next week. I own it. That's I am a true diehard through and through. Got that orange blood. I, I'm okay with it. 
you know, just mm. whoever your team might be, you know, pitiful losers that play in the, the West of a really bad conference. It might be at the top for now, you know, <laughs> no, I won't talk about, I'm not talking about the Boilermakers, um, but you know, for me, good and bad, I've been through it all. I'm the most loyal fan and diehard. I own it, accept it. This life chose me. It's okay. Don't be ashamed. There's plenty of us out there. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, over don't, to you and the Don't be Memphis. afraid to bring your whole self and wear your emotions <laughs> on your sleeve, or umbro right. on your sleeve, or umbro. Um. So for me, um, first of all, uh, October 18th, happy birthday to my nephew, uh, who just visited. Um. Yeah, he's a he's a great kid. I almost consider him to uh, to be a brother and uh, had a just an absolutely magical uh, Chamber of Commerce weekend there. So um, just, you know, really proud of of him and and uh, the family and look forward to um, getting to to spend some more time there in uh, Michigan in the Thanksgiving time frame. Um, maybe even do something like uh you know, get a Christmas tree on a, on a day when oh. it's snowing or something magical oh, like that again. Hmm. Brother from um, another mother. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, uh, you know, I got a, a little bit of yin and yang here. I, um, you know, I think, I think at one point at work, we were asked to, um, you know, list someone who was an inspiration to us or somebody we looked up to. And I, you know, it was earlier in my career and I put, I put Guy Fieri. <laughs> um so uh Jeez. you know i'm right yes. here i have feelings yes yeah oh man so there's there's two sides here right one is the uh sort of the the personal accountability side and the um you know you you gotta you gotta do stuff for yourself and everybody's got their own problems you know and fieri reminds us of that in, in some some recent news where he was you know criticized for the type of food and lifestyle that he promotes with diners, drive-ins, and dives, and uh, believe his, um, you know, Fieri's quote was, "I, you know, I'm your chef, not your doctor." And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, little, little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of wisdom there from from Fieri that you you sort of got to take care of yourself and, um, you know, make your own way and, and make your own success and and take you know accountability. But then I, th- I think back to the the weekend and in the support system that I have, and you know you got you got family and you got you got friends and you got those loved ones that, that Mark talks about that you can lean on, and so I think it's a you know it's a mix there, and uh, you can't you know you can't give up, and in the in the same way that we uh, you know we, we made it to 20 episodes, um, you just you gotta you gotta keep on working, and uh, feels like anymore nothing really comes that easy. Um, maybe not like it used to so um anyway just uh you know if we can if we can do anything and give you a little bit of a little bit of fun and entertainment each week but also just remind you to to continue to to chase those dreams and um yeah hopefully we'll be talking about the same thing episode 50 100 200 10 to the 10 10 to the 10 so that's going to do it. Another one in the books. Thanks, everyone, for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care.